Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first Create and Relate podcast, where we talk about creating content and growing our influence. And today we are joined by one of my best friends and somebody that I really look up to and admire, Drax LP. Hey, man. Hello, hello. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. I'm kind of nervous because this is my first podcast ever, and I forget that we have the magic of video editing or audio editing, so I can cut out all the stupid stuff that I say or do. (laughs) So, um... So what, this whole thing's gonna get cut, right? This whole thing's gonna get cut. We're just <laughs> this is gonna actually just gonna be like episode three when people have already gotten used to us uh, screwing up. But anyway, um, so the Create and Relate podcast. The, one of the reasons that I started this tracks is that I really wanted to be able to help creators, kind of like, kind of like I won't say what I did for you because you did all the work, but well, being being part of somebody's development what it allowed me to do is every bit little bit that i helped you along the way and every little bit that you helped me along the way has got us to a point that where we're successful enough to do this full time and we get to work together as much as we like mm-hmm. in a way that benefits each other so it's kind of like hiring an employee <laughs> that makes their own money you know it's you and I just we create content skin. now. It is. It's it's <laughs> basically what was the uh, Amway. It's the Amway of content creation. So um, I'd I'd like to start off with some very generic questions. I've never really interviewed anyone before, so okay. I'm taking cues from the professionals that I've seen in this industry, a lot of people that I've looked up to, and all of the research that I've done on podcasts. And I think. What's most interesting to me is the start of the podcast and then the meat of it. And what we, what I'd like to start with today is just by you telling the viewers, what is Drax? For those of you that don't follow Marvel or DC, I know I'm going to get reamed for this because I don't know which one's which. Tell me what Drax LP is. So Drax, it's I've had the username Drax for years, 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 years. Back on Xbox Live when Halo 2 was out, okay. um, I was going by a different one, but I had D-R-A-X-X-X. Um, it was taken from a comic book character called Drax the Destroyer. Uh, another name uh, was Arthur Douglas, and I just thought he had a really cool story, and nobody at the time, nobody knew who he was until you know the movies started coming out, Guardians of the Galaxy and whatnot, so... I just threw the LP on there because of Let's Plays is what I started out doing and kind of went from there. Yeah. So for a little while, content creation, a lot of people just threw LP behind the name. Now, do you think that was to signify the fact that they did Let's Plays or do you think that the names that they wanted were taken? Yep. <laughs> uh, D-R-A-A-X was taken. Mm-hmm. So I did an LP. LP and it just, just worked out. I didn't. I really wanted to avoid numbers in my name. Thank that you. That was like a huge thing that I just Thank did not you. want. Thank you. Me too, man. I could not fathom just putting like, or th- let's not forget the uh, the small X, large X, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the name. I, I didn't want any of that because it was, um, I don't know, man. It just uh, about me. Like, re- remember a long time ago we played Quake in Minecraft. It was called Quakecraft. Mm-hmm. I had yeah, an yeah, episode yeah. name Cat's Fort 33 or something like that because... That was the name of somebody that 
we were we were playing against or whatever. Right. And Slipgator yes, yeah. went on a tangent about how <laughs> how are there thirty two other cat farts? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but it's very possible. We know we're on the internet. You know, there's a lot of gamer tags out there now more than ever. You know. So, um, so you mentioned that you did let's plays. Um, is that primarily what your channel? Like, tell me about your channel. What is what is Drax LP as a YouTube channel or a or a Twitch channel? Well, basically, you know, you're just sitting down playing video games, talking to people, having a good time. I started out doing much more technical stuff doing tutorials and i think that's where i grew a lot of my channel and whatnot was doing a bunch of tutorials and getting a bunch of search results um so i don't know why i thought lp was good maybe well well because i started out doing a yeah Minecraft let's let's display. roll back <laughs> let's roll back to where we were we were before even hypermine you yeah. were on a minecraft server called get in the cart pig I believe you remember that I I do man you're not my best friend for like no reason dude I just I was slightly surprised <laughs> I'm just, hell I have a hard time remembering that one yeah yeah time. yeah it is a strange name for a server so I guess it kind of stuck with me um, yeah so you joined this server and did you join it with the idea of I want to create content on this server no. with these other people not at all I was playing I started out playing minecraft on a friend of a, my roommate's brother's private server that he was hosting out of his house mm -hmm. um, he got totally disinterested in minecraft after a little while and i was still looking for a place to play and that was just like one of the first servers that came up i joined it found it on uh what was it planet minecraft or something mm, yeah 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 the old forum and then i i met a guy who was running that that was making YouTube videos. And then we had like Stony plays was making YouTube videos. And he eventually invited Wooly creeper who was making YouTube videos. And then slip Gator got on that server and he was making YouTube videos. And so I was like, well, that's cool. I want to do that too. So yeah, I had no idea that was really even a thing. I didn't watch any Minecraft YouTubers at all um, until Wooly and Slip and Stony came around. Did you watch any YouTube at all at that point? Not really that I remember. Like maybe if I was looking something up on like how to build computers and stuff like that, because that's when I was really learning. But not not really. Not to. I didn't start doing YouTube videos because I looked up to a particular YouTuber. I started doing YouTube videos because I saw other people doing it and thought it was interesting. It seemed fun. Yeah. Yeah, and at that time they were more peers right. and not someone that I like was in awe of. Right, right. Yeah, I think um I don't know if the the whole uh, like when I, I I never really grasped size on YouTube when I started doing let's plays. I I I wanted subscribers, but I didn't look at subscriber numbers as something that I was chasing or anything of that nature like any of the other um any of the other people that were doing YouTube. I didn't say to myself, oh, that guy's big. You know, like, I didn't know how many... So I was watching Ko's Quest at the time. I didn't know yeah. how many subscribers Ko had, you know? And when I started creating content, I was like, oh. <laughs> it's not yeah. easy to get that many people uh, uh, in your channel. Like, how do you do that? 
<laughs> you know? Um, and that's, I think, that's where everything kind of started for me. I think at the time, I thought Slip was hot stuff. And he was. He, had, he just didn't well, know he it was. <laughs> Right, right. Um, but he had 3,000 subscribers when I met him through that server situation. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was crazy. Yeah. It was like 3,000 people watch you. And I, you know, never paid attention to video views or anything like right. that. But yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Um, how, how nuts the numbers are when you think about it. And the way that you can attract so much attention at one time. And as we know now today, not having those numbers reflect on some of our current mm-hmm. projects and work. It's, it's really, really crazy. But um, so we we know kind of how you started creating content and 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 why what inspires you to continue to create content like so minecraft we we know just like any other game it kind of gets old after a little while yeah. we we kind of stopped at one point for me personally there was a shift in my interest going more towards being successful on youtube than actually playing the games if that makes any sense so at first it was just playing the games for me and sharing my experience and then i wanted to be able to do that on a larger level and for me youtube became the focus so i guess i could say that growth inspired me to create content um and and reaching more people what inspired you and inspires you to continue to create today I was always a very imaginative, imaginative person mm-hmm. um, in high school and stuff. I did all kinds of theater. I did shop just because I was always, and I never could draw. So I never took like art classes or stuff like that, but I was always wanting to do something. And that was something I could do was in like theater and whatnot and shop class. You know, I could, you know, manipulate wood giggity. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was that was a major thing. And then when I got into college, I didn't really have anything that was kind of like a, a creative outlet. So when this came around, it was just crazy to me uh, that people were doing this. And it was so easy to do it. Not easy to be successful at it, but easy to do it. And that's kind of what just kind of pushed me and that I'd say a lot of that still stems to today. I think I forget that a lot of times that I just want to be a creative person, but I'd I'd say that's still what deep down drives me to, to continue. Okay. I mean, creativity is, is it's, it's relative because actually going through the motions to create whatever you create, if you have the, the, the want to create something, if you have the desire to actually create the, the journey is really where we find fulfillment, right? But I think that a lot of times we forget exactly about the journey because we get really results-focused. Would you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 110%. Yeah. Last week I was feeling that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, getting, getting, getting those results and um, it, it kind of interferes with the way that we feel about creativity in general and a lot of times we just end up going through the motions because it either it's either what feels right or what we're used to or that's routine or what's expected or maybe some sort of arbitrary quota. Um, so 
Tell me about some time. I'm I'm even going off the list right now. Tell me about one. Tell me about when you don't feel inspired. Like what discourages you about creating content? What are some of the pitfalls that that you run into now, or that you ran into the past that that actually um, start to weigh on you whether or not you question if you want to continue this or if you just want to do it that day or not do it that day or if you just want to do you ever just want to quit just hang it up and say i'm just going to go do something else it's results like that's that's a major thing you know putting out a video a year ago or two years ago and seeing you know not even a financial return but seeing the actual comments and views and stuff like that and then seeing them what i've had recently that is a big like why bother moment for me every once in a while and you know we we've talked about that on numerous occasions sure um and that and then you know a lot of times i've tried to do something different and then it just not be received in any way shape or form you know that's also like, you know, you, you put a lot of effort into something mm-hmm. and you just see nothing out of it. But yet you put up a 20 minute video that you recorded in 20 minutes and all of a sudden it gets like crazy stuff yeah. for whatever reason. That's you what know, we I talked have... about those results, man. Like it just yeah. messes up the creativity because you want you actually just want to do something that is just to exercise that creativity. You want to try something different and break out of that shell because yeah. that's what stimulates us as creators, I find. And that's, then we get this bad news at the end of the project that we poured our life into for a little while that nobody's either seeing it or it's not well received by the people that are seeing it. And yeah. we go back to the same thing that we were doing before because it gets us better results. Even though those results are subpar, that's what I find that's so crazy, right? Even if... so. I do an ARC video two years ago, and I got 100,000 views. Yeah, I do an easy. ARC video now, and I get 5,000 views. I do an Anthem video now, and I only get five to 800 views. So mm-hmm. Anthem is much more interesting to me right now because I poured 3,000-plus hours into ARC. And right. it just seems like you want to do ARC content because you get more results, even though they're subpar. You can't yeah, get they're, past they're the fact. Not, yeah, they're they nowhere. They're nowhere near what you used to get, and that's why you start wanting to look, in general, to other areas. You know, you really just right. want to find what works now. You know, and um, yeah, and you end up just switching a lot of directions just to stay creative. It's uh, that's I did. Uh, you might remember this. I did a Pixelmon video like three years ago, mm-hmm. and it got, you know, it's like over a million views these days mm-hmm. and i did nothing special in that video it was episode like 18 of a series that you know i just i put no real effort into i was just playing a game and sharing it and then i do like these long videos that are like highly edited for like world of warcraft stuff and nobody watched them mm-hmm. and it was like well that was 30 hours of you know my time <laughs> right. completely wasted right it's so discouraging. So how do you pick what games to play now then? And and in in both for content creation specifically, like you wake up in the morning, you say, I need to create a piece of content today, whether it be a live stream or a video. How do you choose what to play? Uh, it's really, it, 
whatever I feel like that day. And that's, it's crazy to, to just say, you know, we have so many right now we're having a very feast part of the year where there's a ton of different games to be playing mm-hmm. and they're all relatively good. Um, and so it's just like, you know, you've played Atlas for the last two months or something like that. Maybe I don't feel like playing Atlas today. Maybe I'll play Anthem and it, it's, I don't know that I have a necessary formula for how I'm picking games these days. And I probably should if, you know, I want to look at the results, but these days it's just, what do I feel like doing? Do I feel like messing around in Astroneer or do I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, playing Atlas and sailing around for three hours, just talking to chat or, you know, whatever. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. If you knew there was a way to do that, if you knew there was a method or a formula or a function to give you results on something that you were more likely to get, it will get better results on, if you were more likely to get better results on picking a certain game that you could stomach, okay, or that you actually liked, if you had a handful of those games and you can pick, would that would that be easier? Cause there's tools out there that I can personally share with you as a friend um, mm-hmm. that would, that would guide you to make better decisions on what you do pick for content. Um, or is that restricting your creativity to a certain extent? Because we both know that we can play games offline. It's hard to rationalize doing that when you need to create content. Um, yeah but you got to keep yourself sane as well. So what uh, like what do you think about that? What do you think if there is a specific formula like going after a niche or an opportunity specifically? Do you think that's important in content creation is it important enough to sacrifice what you consider your your current r- workflow? If if that is something that I could stomach I think these days if it's something that I can stomach And it's something that I can transition into something else because that has become glaringly apparent to me that not tying yourself down to one game these days is, is so, so, so important because if you get tired of that game one day, you're, you've just lost all of that. You know, you might retain some of the audience that you had with it, but I think if it was something in a genre that I could stomach and that I could transition to other things, then yeah, I would probably go for it. But if it's something that it's going to shoehorn me into a niche that is so small that I couldn't get out of it, I don't know if I would. So there's a lot of games that you like right now. If you were to, let's say that you can get 10 times the success, you knew potentially that you could get, 10 times the success that you've gotten up until this point, even at your most successful points like Ark in something like Apex Legends, for instance. Would you put it all on the line? Because this is a question that I see sometimes as a creator that potentially has an opening to do something because we both know how to manipulate SEO and there's sometimes that we think that we could probably get a good shot. You almost know going in at this point in 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 our level of uh, at how long we've been on the platform, you you know when a game that you you know when you produce a game if it has a chance or if it doesn't. And you know right. 
the games that do, that are in the category of do have a chance, you know which ones have the potential to go viral and which ones don't. Even though sometimes they'll surprise you, you know right now that Minecraft a Minecraft video that you put out won't have the chance to go viral, even though it'll be successful on your channel, because you do have an existing Minecraft following. Whereas you don't know if a Fortnite video would go viral. If you hit the right... If you did a, a, a video about Season 9, which just came out, for instance, and you just got suggested from one of the other creators, yeah. like Laserbeam <laughs> or something, you would probably get... You would probably just get slammed with views. Now, yeah. you get a video. You just decide to do a Fortnite video because you think it's a good opportunity. This is one of the things that you just thought of in the morning. You're like, I think I want to do a Fortnite video in this new this new season. And you get 3 million views on this video. It transforms every number and every statistic that you have on your channel. And you you literally now have a springboard to get views on anything that you put out. But you know, if you put out another Fortnite video, what's going to happen? Do you allow yourself to get pulled into that hole? Do you create any more Fortnite content? Or do you say, you know what? I'm not doing this again because you're scared to get pigeonholed. I, I think in that regard, yes. Because I, I think Fortnite, even though I see what you're trying to lay at me, I still see Fortnite as a game that could transition into a lot of other things. Okay, give me an uh, example, a practical example. You get this successful Fortnite video out. Well, oh you just look at look at pivot? guys that are doing it now where they're they're switching over to Apex Legends and having way either just as much success or more um playing that because it's, you know, another like Josh OG, you know, he's doing really good. He's playing a lot of Fortnite for a while and then he switched to Apex or you know, a bunch of these other guys. Yeah. He's a, he's a shooter guy and he does really well with shooters. So I think if I was a shooter player, I I think that I would totally do that because I could see myself being able to pivot that to other things. Whereas I think if you were trying to do like, I, I don't, I don't know another Let's say Ark. Let's just say Ark again. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would do Ark again because Ark was so... I know there's a lot of games like Ark, but there's not a lot of unique games like Ark. They're all pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Fortnite, Apex Legends, Call of Duty, they're the same genre, but they are different games. They're yeah, they, they severely different. Mm-hmm. In know. survival crafting survival open world crafting survival the the biggest mm-hmm. used tags the most generically used tags in mm-hmm. the industry right now if you had to except for battle royale of course if you had to label a few things in there that would just you know of course in shooters you shoot people right but right. there's a lot of different builds and stuff going in in arc or games like arc you you hit rocks and you hit trees and you build crafting tables in order to mm-hmm. build a base. Uh, a base and to get more to materials and collect stuff and make yeah it's, <laughs> it's a very it's vicious the same cycle. thing right right so we talked a little bit about the you know uh what, what what would it be successful if you got a successful piece of content out how would you transition to that is there anybody in the industry that you would aspire to create content like is there a specific channel or a specific stream or a streamer 
that you would either a like to collab with, meaning that you would have to play the type of game that they're playing, um, or b just be able to recreate their type of success in that field. There's there's two people that come to mind. One's a YouTuber, one's a Twitch streamer, and it's for very different reasons in my head. Um, one being on the Twitch side would be Tim the Tatman, and it's because he all, that's all he plays is you know Fortnite, Call of Duty, you know those those shooter battle royales. And it's not that I'm even interested in that necessarily, but the guy is so energetic and funny and just the way I, I can't explain the way that he does his streams, but it just I don't know. It's very interactive. He, he's very for being someone so big, it seems like he still definitely has a touch to his audience. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's one thing that I would like to, to sit down, stream with him for a while, talk to him, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. On the YouTube side, I would love to do something with Neebs Gaming. Okay. And I don't know if you have any experience watching them. But these guys, they, they're doing, you know, ARC stuff and Seven Days to Die stuff and, you know, all this survival stuff that we've seen and done. But they do it in such a story way without it actually being a story way. They're, it's like a machinima. It's a narrative. Yes, but it's not scripted like a like a machinima would right. be. It's It's still very just off the cuff like we would do. But the quality of the videos that they do is just like up here. You know, it's just way higher than than what I could ever do myself. Well, you say you say that is that because of physical limitation that you don't know how, or is that because you don't? So we we both know that anything is possible in this platform, aside from some things. Like we don't have a set, right? So right. we can't we can't do anything IRL that would involve things that or beyond our budgets or anything like that. But in the space of being able to record and edit in a video game, what stops you from doing what Neebs does? Is it the amount of time that it would take for the success that you would get, like the results that we talked about? Or is it a physical limitation of not being able to do it because of some other reason? I would say that it's a little bit of both. The physical limitation, because they they do have a team of like, I want to say six people, like four of them do a a lot of the majority of the gaming. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they've got people that run just like straight spectator accounts and stuff like that. Sure. And I think that is a huge, like, positive thing in games to have that kind of outsider perspective. You don't always have that first person thing. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see how you would accomplish that by yourself. You know. So do you think there's nobody in our Twitch audience that would be able to assist you in making a production like that? Probably, but therein lies, like, compensation. Mm -hmm. I am in no place to support another creator (laughs) under my income right now. Sure. Um, Well, so the answer is always no unless you ask, and it it, it, it could be a potential. What you think, though, on a a regular basis, I see where you're going with this, and I'm not trying to trap you into words. I, I do tend to try to get in people's heads about, what they're limiting themselves based on what they they think. Because I think I'm guilty of that too as well. A lot of the times you stop yourself from doing things in life 
and especially in content creation, because you think that it's too hard to pull off. And yeah. I, I think it has a lot to do with, like we said, the results and the time that we know that it would take for that to happen. So I don't know. It, it, it wraps around to a question that you have to ask yourself when you set out to to do a certain project, and that's, can I be successful at this? And is it worth the time investment? Because as a yeah. as a full-time content creator, that's a question that we have to ask ourselves constantly. Whereas before, when we didn't depend on this, if we would take a whole week to pr- make a video, it didn't matter, right? It really right. didn't. If we wanted to grow and we didn't think that quantity was the objective, if quality would have actually been the objective, then maybe it would have worked. But yeah. really hard to really hard to and say. And I think a lot of that too is, you know, what we've kind of talked about is results. You know, if I could guarantee a decent, not a good outcome, but a decent outcome of putting the time and effort into something like that, that would take me three or four days to, to get done and edit, you know, I would probably be more apt to do it, but to see the way things are now in the way that YouTube is kind of being handled at the moment with certain things, I just don't know. I, I guess I'm I'm discouraging myself before I even do it. You know what I mean? You are discouraging yourself, and I I can see why because you know that the the way in your experience, just because you apply effort towards something doesn't mean that it will be You're successful. Especially with the algorithm in the state that it's in, you don't know. Even even using best practices that we've learned and and tried to master over the course of our careers in this industry don't allow us to magically snap our fingers and make a project that we want to be successful successful whether it's a video that took you 20 minutes to produce or a video that takes two weeks to produce so Mm -hmm. i can totally i can totally get behind that um so aside from the you said you said that you you'd love to be able to uh, watch you'd love to be able to do something with maybe Neves gaming or or Tim the Tapman what type of stuff do you watch for entertainment so let's look at this from a viewer standpoint if people were to watch Drax you know what what do you look for in entertainment and how do you emulate that um for your own production what I watch for entertainment these days, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of cooking stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay. Me too. Um, I watch a lot of cooking stuff as well. I am. I am serious. I, I, there's this channel called Sorted Foods. They do these food battles. They do all kinds of weird stuff. That's There's two chefs and a bunch of just regular guys that aren't chefs. And I, I binge their videos. And there's another guy called Sam the Cooking Guy that I, I watch. Just because I like watching food videos, like stu- mm-hmm. I don't know, it's stupid amounts of. If you went to my YouTube history, there's a stupid amount of food videos right now. Um, it's and, you know, there's there's you know the word that people use to describe this, right? Food porn. Yeah, true. Like so, that's that's a thing, dude. It, it's it's something about the human psychology. We <laughs> it's it's something that we desire, so that's perfectly natural. I love. Sorted foods, by the way. It's a, it's a, there's, really? there's an amazing production amount. I saw their trailer a while back, and they had this sexy music when they were pouring melted chocolate over some sort of pastry or whatever. And I was like, 
that's the type of creativity that really inspires me. It's because it's taking something very, very basic and turning it into something magical, you know? It, it's the power of editing with the music yeah. and the way that they do the shots and stuff like that. I think that it's just it adds a dramatic effect and a fun factor, a huge fun factor to food, you know, like just or or whatever it is. The people that love chocolate love that shot. Chocolate lovers everywhere like cheering, you know, because right. that was just that's an amazing way to display chocolate, you know. And the other guy that I watched, Sam the Cooking Guy, he just. The dude is not like a Gordon Ramsay. He's not like a crazy good chef or anything like that. He just makes accessible food. Like I could probably go in my fridge and make half the stuff that he mm-hmm. that he makes. And it's just getting different ideas and stuff like that. Right. And that's going back to what I watch for entertainment. You know, those are big things. Um, I surprisingly watch a lot of these countdown videos or like top so many videos <clears throat> and i don't know why but they just seem to be easy to watch from time to time but i can't say that i watch a whole lot of actual gameplay these days outside of like northern lion you know uh, watching right. uh, slay the spire stuff like that but that's just because i really enjoy his commentary um and to have on the background you know because you just got to have stuff on the background sometimes. Mm-hmm. So taking the psychology of that, how do you think and why do you think that you watch things that you don't produce? Is it the old adage of that you don't you don't really want to look at pizza if you work at a pizza joint? Or is it the fact that your interest may have changed over time? And is this something that you can you can you can pivot to? Is this something like what, why why can't you do the top 15 videos? Is that something that you don't desire to produce? Because I tried with with some stuff, and maybe it was wrong su- uh, subject topics, you know, um, and I got discouraged with them very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do definitely think that, you know, while playing a game, you know, I have a tendency these days to get burnt out on on something more quickly than i used to and i think if i'm constantly watching videos on that same game i am going to get burnt out on it faster i i don't know if there's truth to that but that's the way i feel so i like actively try and while we were playing atlas i actively tried to avoid watching any videos or anything i totally get that that. rp was like that remember when we started doing rp we wanted yeah. to consume RP. We wanted to watch how other players' stories unfold on the same yep. servers. We wanted to see different avenues of RP, and we wanted to meet different RPers. And after a little while, we just like... You just got sick of it. I had enough. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it was hard to realize what we were doing versus what was being understood through meta play and stuff like that. And after a little while, we just like, you know what? I'm just going to play, and I'm never going to look at anything yeah. RP-related, you know? Uh, really, really crazy, man. Uh, so let's move on from there. What's your favorite game now? If it, it, your your entertainment comes down to watching other things besides gaming, if you if you you just you, you just your dirty little secret, what you play, it doesn't have to be on cam, it doesn't have to be off cam. It's when 
if when 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 you could just be when you at home by yourself and you're just like ah get to just play a game whether you want to stream it or not what do you play what do you what do you secretly crave playing there are three things right now and you're gonna laugh at them okay um i've been seeing some of them i have you on discord so you can't hide slay the spire is Mm -hmm. one of those that i can pick up play and put down you know and and have a good amount of fun while i'm watching youtube videos or whatnot um i'll play a good chunk of that and i have also been playing a bit of minecraft these past few days and i thought that was a little nuts that i'm actually enjoying minecraft again for once you know that you have to be proud for me to know that you play Minecraft on Discord because you actually have to add it to the launcher, to the Discord launcher. Trust me, I know. I did it too. Did you see it on, on Discord or did you see it on Twitch? Because I play it through the Twitch app. Uh, I don't know. Because I, I had it on Minecraft or on Discord, but when I closed it the next time, it went away. So uh, I just, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be lazy. Right. But yeah, I've been playing that. I've been playing the Revelation pack just kind of getting my feet wet into modded because I was playing Astroneer and I didn't want to play more Astroneer mm-hmm. because I was trying to stream it. Right. So I was like, I'm going to play modded Minecraft that felt pretty similar. You know, it's way different. Scratch the same itch. Right, yeah. right. Um, and then my third thing is I literally just bought it today and I haven't stopped playing it since this morning when I bought it was Xenoverse 2. It's a Dragon Ball game that okay. I missed out on when it came out, and I just bought it. And, uh, yeah, I, I was playing that for about six hours this morning. Wow. Yep. Well, you're about to go away for about a week, so you just got to get that game in while you got it. Yeah, right? true, yeah. true. Um, mobile games kind of do that for me sometimes, man. <laughs> like, crazy as crazy as it sounds, um, stuff like Jurassic World Alive, it used to be Pokemon Go, Um I, I'll get my wife to drive places now. I'll be like, can you drive so I could catch some dinosaurs? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she knows. She's like, yeah, yeah. You need me to go anywhere? If you see a T-Rex, let me know. You know, <laughs> she's, yeah. so, she's so cool about it. My uh, mobile game situation is pretty limited. Um, I have one that I kind of check on every day. It's called Make More. And it's almost one of those tap clicker things. <laughs> Where you're just like collecting stuff, but that was that's about the only mobile game that I have. I have DB Legends, but I haven't played that at all. Okay, uh, that's all. That's all I got on my phone. I don't do a whole lot of mobile gaming. What do you do outside of of creating content and and gaming in general? Like, I know you you've talked to me before about woodworking hobbies. I know you have a daughter now. That's probably a full time mm-hmm. job and a half. You know, you have a wife. You have a family. Um, if, if recreationally more than you know, just the day in and day out responsibility type stuff. What do you What do you actively look to do outside of of gaming for entertainment? These days, like when when I was living in Oklahoma and had more room, I was doing woodworking and stuff outside a lot. And but I don't know now besides out of taking care of Lizzie that I do a whole lot of non gaming stuff to like de-stress or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, like we'll drive around and explore and whatnot, but it's yeah. coming to trying to think of it. I just, I don't really do much of anything besides 
play video games and watch mm-hmm. my daughter. <laughs> so let me ask you something, and this is this is based on a few things that I've heard in the past. I don't know if it came from studies or just other popular opinions or whatever. But do you think the correlation of becoming a full-time content creator has diminished how interesting you are and well-rounded as a person? Because you don't get anything that stimulates you on a day-to-day basis to keep things. So, for instance, vloggers, Casey Neistat, right, lives a life for the rich and famous, has plenty of things that happen to him. Before Casey Neistat was rich and famous... He was doing a vlog, and he would have to go out and make the content. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, we don't have to do any of that. We literally play the game. So if it's not game-centric, our personalities kind of devolve, so to speak. We aren't being influenced by a lot of the things. Hell, we don't even have a job that we show up to to be influenced by other people. We're influenced yeah. about the people that we talk to. And with you and I, that's other content creators and our family. Yep. So when we go out, maybe to these conventions and stuff like that, I feel like I tell the stories from the same convention for three months after that. And then I go into a quiet space where my personality is just dead again because I haven't been I, I, I haven't been intellectually stimulated by even regular adult conversation outside of this industry until I go to one of those things. And it's usually industry-related, but we talk about a lot of other stuff that isn't, you know, content. But it's still the same conversations, you know? Yep, It's, I I would say yes, um, and I'd say that I definitely look forward to leaving the house these days Mm -hmm. much more than I used to. Um, Like, we just got our second car, like, fully licensed and everything, and I've probably left the house more times this last week than I had for months beforehand right? because I want to get out of the house, you know, and, and experience some stuff. And that's, I've even considered doing like vlogs and stuff like that, but I don't do anything but sit around the house yeah. and play video games and take care of my daughter. You know, yeah, I could go out and do other stuff, but then that takes away from my gaming or yep. whatnot. So it's, it's, it's definitely tough to balance, man. I, um, yeah. I've, I've put myself in the same situation a number of times, but that's something that's something for you guys to think about the those of you that create content or are interested in creating content is think about what you do right now as a part-time content creator um if you are a part-time content creator if you're a full-time content creator how does what you do now change based on what you used to do and how does that affect your content because i know personally i have been i have been feeling for a long time that my personality has has changed just based on that fact alone that I'm not really I don't have any outside stimulus to to change the things yeah. that used to influence me and I feel like I can go in a half hour rant about something that happened at the grocery store and that's how I know that I just don't get out Your much life anymore is not right that interesting like anymore. can you believe they had grapes on sale for 99 <laughs> cents a pound at the Walmart that's not a real story that most people care about but if you tell it dramatically right. enough and it's relevant to you, it resonates with the people that, that know you for, for what they know you, you know? So that's, that's one thing, man. And I, I do watch one family vloggers and I feel like that's almost a glimpse into the outside world sometimes. And I, I, to think of it now, it's like, that's a little psychotic. I, I think in a way extremely, that you get your, your outside world fixed by watching what another family does. 
which and that's the world we live in, buddy. Reality yeah, TV yeah. was something before this whole YouTube True. and and Twitch IRL phenomenon is deal. And and really, what it comes down to is you can live vicariously through other people without spending the resources like time and money in order yeah. to get those experiences because you get their reactions in real time. You get to communicate with them like that. There's just things that you and I won't go and spend money or time on doing that we can see other people do. And you mm-hmm. do get a lot of influence and and um, and inspiration through a lot of that stuff. So if you yeah. see people having fun, for instance, your soul is going to long to have fun. And sooner or later, you're going to get tired of watching and start doing. Now, yep. it could just be sporadic for the most part, but... That's that's where influence comes from, you know. Same thing as gaming and stuff. We we get inspired. Oh, look at this game. We want to play it. You know, we we influence people to make decisions on gaming every day. It's the same thing with IRL. They just they just you know different kinds of stuff. Exactly. They inspire you to do different things. Correct. So, with all that is said, with content goals and content creation and, and, and IRL, what's some of the goals that you have in 2019, both professionally and personally? What are, what are some of the things that you like, man, you know what, I really want to get this done finally, or I'm really looking forward to doing this? The biggest thing that I want for, for 2019 in a content creation perspective is I really, really, really want to get to a place where I am consistent. Um, I feel like I've struggled with that ever since my daughter was born. And I feel like that is like my major thing. I feel like if I can get consistent, then I can start not only just being consistent, but also tweaking things because I have consistent data to go off of. Mm. Um, if that makes any sense. Sure. Um, personally, I definitely want to lose some weight. Okay. You know, that, that all, that whole thing. And that's, that's a big thing and, and take care of some other health issues that I have, but that's good. So is there, or do you have any plans or steps that you're planning on taking to accomplish this consistency? Like, have you been doing active, anything actively to get closer to that goal? Or this is just something that's like, I want it. I felt like I was doing really good pre getting sick for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just kind of like totally screwed with everything. Um, so I, I've been prior to getting sick and kind of slightly into getting sick here lately. Um, I've been trying to keep a document of stuff that I want to play and, and ideas for episodes and stuff like that. Like with Astroneer, I've been like, all right, I'm going to play Astroneer and I'm going to try to accomplish this. Um, to try and give me ideas. So whenever I come up with something, I just have a document on my phone that I'm like, that's an episode idea. And I used to do this with Arc a long time ago too, when things started to get a little dry. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that, you know, okay, I don't know what I want to do today. Let me go to the list and pick something to do. What sounds fun? So I just have a, a list that if I might not be able to think of something right here and now. That's but, a good idea, something to fall back on. Yeah. yeah, previous me has already done that. Right, so. right. Um, I, I think uh, actively timing that into what's current re- currently relevant or relating mm-hmm. it to something that's currently relevant is a real smart thing. And also seeing where the meta is at for that specific game if you want to stream it um, versus if you want to um, record it. So if you're planning right. on doing an Astroneer video uh, eventually, and this was on your list a month ago, 
and 1.0, mm-hmm. the update drops, that's the time to do it, right? That's when you yep. say, like, there's a bunch of things that I could do on this list, but the opportunity to strike with Astroneer is now, you know? Right. Uh, you could say the same thing for Arc or whatever. You can always fall back to Arc, but is it smart to do Arc on Thursday or is it smart to do Arc when a new mod releases? Mm-hmm. You know? And and that's that's I think that's some of the questions that help you in general figure out what to do on a day to day basis and and just get a little bit more successful. You know, to be hundred percent honest with you, these days I'm a little scared to play Ark, and I'm a little scared of seeing results and then getting hungry for those results. Mm-hmm and getting pigeonholed right back into arc again right which my soul cannot take much more arc <laughs> right you, you can know, get so. you can do it for 10 episodes because but when the honeymooning phase goes off and the numbers yeah. don't mean as much to you anymore because you've been getting them for a little while uh it can definitely do it and i understand you being about scared i was i was kind of scared to put minecraft content out for a little while because you know i i, I put a, a line in the sand and said i'm no longer going to do this type of content and yep. um, and what's crazy is that you get a little bit of resentment based on what got you to the the you 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 chase these at. results right you chase these results for so long and you get them and then you start growing a resentment for the very thing they given to you and I think there's actors in Hollywood that have that I I listened to a rant uh, from Dave Chappelle um, a little while back because he mm. was so upset about why everybody in the world sees him and says Charlie Murphy but all of the other stuff that he's ever done successfully chopped is liver. just chopped liver exactly and it's it's the most frustrating thing for a creator because they want to say look at what I'm doing now don't worry about that old stuff but a lot of the yeah. people fall in love with you because of that old stuff and it's it's really mm-hmm. hard to balance and they obsess know? over it and mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, I, I i talked about this on stream a little while back i think that a lot of what people want is they want to see what they saw again. And most yeah. of the time that's impossible because they want the, that nostalgia. Again they do. And in the heyday when arc was new to us is why the content was electric is why right. it was so good because we were into it and we wanted to play it and we were hungry to play it. And we had a bunch of we other were people excited were to try new stuff. Right. And, and yeah. now, now there's, all these people that watch that, even today, they watch season two of our arc and they're like, man, I want to see that again. And mm-hmm. now you, they just don't get it. Even if we do play arc, they're like, oh, I thought I wanted to see that. What I really yeah. don't want to see is this guy that's really bored with the game uh, go through the motions because of some subpar results, you know, is, yep. is what it amounts and to. And that's, that's why I'm, I, I've actually uninstalled arc from my computer right now. <laughs> Because I know it's going to take 30 minutes for me to install it. Yeah. And, you know, I could load up a mod pack in 30 minutes. But, you know. It's a control um, mechanism. Yeah. it's And that's the thing. Like, I could probably sit down and enjoy Ark again. But I don't want to right now, you know. It, yeah. There's so much other stuff. And I feel like I've, I've done what I'm going to do in Ark. I don't feel like there's anything new. There's nothing bold enough to grab my attention right or hold it at least by the very means yeah yeah i totally get that um so with all that is said if you could time travel what advice would you give yourself before arc before 
If you were just starting to content create again, knowing exactly what you know today, seeing what you've seen, seeing the results that you've gotten, seeing the results that you don't get, seeing the amount of time and effort that you put into every project, putting it all onto a spreadsheet and making a calculation about what you should tell yourself right now, what do you think that would be? I, I would probably do just about everything the same, except I would tell myself not to just play ARC for three years straight. Like, still play ARC because it, it gave your channel a lot of growth, but do a lot more in with ARC and do a lot of other stuff besides ARC as well. That way, when ARC's turn died you could still transition some of that audience over to something new. And, you know, they wouldn't expect ARC 100% of the time. They would be used to variety. And one of our mentors told me to do this way back when. I was like, no, you stupid. ARC's paying the bills. Mm -hmm. I should have done it. But that's, you know, I, I don't regret my time in Minecraft. I don't regret my time in Scrap Mechanic. Scrap Mechanic was huge for my channel. That was my first big month that I ever had was through scrap mechanics release. And I think I just would have done more, more with those games that I hit on hard, like scrap mechanic and more variety as well as when I was doing those games, just right. so I could pick up more. I, I think otherwise I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. Would that be the same case for streaming too? Probably. Yeah. Okay. I'd I'd say so if maybe I mean be more consistent but I mean I already knew that then I just couldn't you know yeah consistency is is something that's relative based on your schedule especially if you part time but um yeah so I've taken some huge hiatuses that have not yet so that's the advice that you would give yourself what advice would you give to new creators that aren't necessarily in your situation whether they're twitch streamers or YouTubers, or they do IRL, or in general, content creation, the path itself. What would you, what would you, what advice would you give to somebody? Hey, Drax, I'm looking to get into creating content. I'm not really sure what platform I want to start on or whatever, but you know, I really like this subject. I really like gaming. I really like cooking. Mm-hmm. And I want to share this with the world. What, what, what do you think about that? Well, to start off with, with platform, I would say how much time in a week do you have how much time in a day do you have you know if you only have two hours a day i'd probably suggest streaming because you can get a lot more out of your day if you're streaming than if you were trying to make youtube videos personally i think if i only had two hours in a day um and then other suggestions that i would have in in advice um, be consistent, whatever that is, you know, if it's once a week, if it's three times a week, set a schedule and stick to it. That way people know when to expect you to be there and show up. Um, and you know, everybody's, everybody's is always do what you love, do what you enjoy. And I only agree with that to an extent, you know, I might love world of Warcraft, but doing videos strictly on world of Warcraft is not going to get you anywhere these days world of warcraft is too saturated minecraft is too saturated so i'd say yeah do what you love but also find something relative or yeah. uh, not 
do what you love based on the results that you want to get. Right. You know, so if you, you know that you can you can love to play a saturated game, you just know that it's saturated. Right. Yeah. Thank you guys so much, and thank you very much, Drax, for uh, for joining me today and uh, and answering the questions and 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 giving us a little glimpse into the life of Drax LP. Um, well, thank you for inviting me. Man. Yeah, man, you're welcome. So I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today for the first Create and Relate podcast. And thank you, Drax, for sharing your journey with us. You know, whether you're just beginning to create content or you found some level of success in your current ventures, be proud of making the decision to invest some time into learning more about how to create better content and to grow your influence. I encourage you to think about what your takeaways were from today's discussion and leave me a comment on how you can implement them into your own streams and videos. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to catch these episodes weekly, or you could come by and watch them live on twitch.tv soldier. I also provide more specialized coaching. You can find more about that at patreon.com soldier. Once again, thank you for being here, and I look forward to seeing you back here for the next Create and Relate podcast.